You're listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa de Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Have you ever tried to practice meditation, but have no idea if it's working or even if you're doing it right? Wouldn't it be awesome if there was something to let you know when you're in the zone to let you know to do more of that? Well, there is something that does exactly that. It's called Muse. Muse is a brain sensing headband that helps you find more calm, sharper focus, and better sleep. It does this by measuring your brain waves and lets you know exactly when you're in a meditative state. It's an awesome tool for kids and for adults alike. You can get 15% off any Muse product by clicking the link in the show notes below. Check them out at choosemuse.com. And again, don't forget to use that link for 15% discount at checkout. Hi, and welcome back. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. I would like to take a moment to thank all of you who listen week after week. I see there are many listeners from my home state of New Jersey, and I also see that I have listeners not only across the U.S., but also in Asia and many listeners in Europe, too. And I know that there are various podcasts that you can listen to, and I totally appreciate that you've chosen to continuously listen to the Free to Be Mindful podcast week after week. So thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying it. And thank you for allowing me into your ears week after week. And of course, I appreciate any reviews that you can give on your favorite podcast listening platform so that others can find the Free to Be Mindful podcast as well. So as a thank you for all of you who listen in, I have a gift for you. I've created a guide called How to Talk to Kids Without Losing Your Cool. This guide is perfect for parents and for educators. You can get this freebie by looking at the link in the notes below, visiting my website, and following the directions on there. I hope it is beneficial to you and to the children in your lives. So this past weekend on April 10th, it was apparently National Siblings Day. Now, some of these national days are newish on the map, (laughs) but I have been aware of this one for a few years. So I thought I'd share a little bit about my own siblings. I am the oldest of three and the only girl. I'm two and a half years older than one of my brothers and 10 years older than the second. Growing up with the brother closest to me in age, we had your typical relationship. We did homework together, we watched cartoons together, we played Nintendo all of the time, and we fought. And boy, did we fight. 
We would fight about who would be the first player when playing Super Mario. We would fight about who would get to ride the front seat which was usually me. <laughs> and we would fight about who had to get up and change a channel on the TV and even over the last cookie or piece of candy. And like a typical firstborn, I do admit that I was bossy and controlling and I thought I knew it all. Notice how I'm using past tense, by the way. <laughs> now, because it was just the two of us for a full eight years, he was pretty uncomplicated and really adaptable. And when I was 10, my baby brother was born and the dynamics definitely shifted to me being more responsible and cautious to my middle brother being kind of a go-between, although he definitely felt dethroned a little bit after the baby was born. And as my baby brother's personality formed, he became really charming, outgoing, and fun. So there is a lot of background and research on birth order and personality. Alfred Adler, an Austrian physician and psychotherapist, was really the first person who brought the aspect of birth order to everyone's mind. His theories played an essential role in child development and understanding birth order. So there is a lot that shapes our personality, including genetics, how we're raised, our social circles, our culture, our physical environment, and the different experiences that we live. And while birth order does not quite predict our personalities, it can give us a little glimpse in understanding some of our traits and how we handle conflicts, and more. And this may not only help us in understanding the children in our lives, but it can also provide us insight on our own mannerisms and the way in which we respond to others. Now, it's important to keep in mind that it's thought that when there are more than five years in between children, the cycle kind of starts again. So in my own family, because there were eight years in between my two brothers, sometimes my baby brother has traits of that of an only child, because at one point, the two of us were in college and he was being raised as an only child. And I'd like to share with you a little bit of a basic breakdown of some of the characteristics when it comes to birth order, which goes deeper than firstborn kids thinking that they make the rules, secondborn kids thinking that they're the reasons there are rules, and the thirdborn kids, well, they just don't have any rules. <laughs> it's important to keep in mind that as humans, we're all raised very differently, and our personalities are really based upon the experiences of all of the previously mentioned variables. Things like gender, culture, the size of our family, the number of years in between siblings and family changes like deaths and other traumatic events really shape us differently. But again, here is a little bit of a basic breakdown. So firstborn children are thought to have the following characteristics. They're thought to be natural leaders, high achievers, organized, on time, know-it-alls, a little bit bossy, <laughs> responsible, they like to please adults, and they like to obey the rules. As a firstborn, I agree with a lot of these. Middle children 
are thought to be flexible, easygoing, social, peacemakers, independent, sometimes secretive. Sometimes they feel like life is a little unfair, so they can be strong negotiators and generous. Last born children are thought to be risk takers, outgoing, creative, a little self-centered, sometimes financially irresponsible, competitive, they like to be pampered, and they have a great sense of humor. And of course, we can't forget about only children. They tend to be close to their parents. They have a lot of self-control. They're leaders, mature, dependable, sometimes private, and sometimes sensitive. So perhaps as I was reading these characteristics, you thought of how this applies to you and your family, but we can also use this information to guide us on how we navigate and how we respond and react to the kids in our lives. So as educators, understanding birth orders can definitely help us understand the kids we work with. With children who are firstborn or only children, sometimes we automatically see their natural leadership qualities stand out, which is then easy to give them more responsibility or to hold them more accountable for things. With middle children, they can be really good peacemakers, so they can be really good at balancing the assertiveness of firstborns and the sometimes laid-back traits of a thirdborn child, especially when working in groups. So knowing all of this information, as parents and educators, we can also gently challenge our kids to develop different skills. So for example, we can have a firstborn engage in more mindful listening and then allow a middle child to speak up and take a leadership role while having a lastborn take additional responsibilities. As we grow in our everyday lives, may we engage in self and social awareness to continuously learn about ourselves and about others. And may we also be agents of change for our children, those we love and those we teach. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, take a few deep breaths as you ground yourself in the space you're in. As you begin to take deep breaths, picture yourself as a happy child at any age that comes to mind. Focus on where you are as a child, what stage of life you're in, and picture your face that expresses your feeling in the moment you thought of. Think about what is bringing you joy and how you shared that joy with others. Now, take another breath and begin to think of your siblings, cousins, family members, or even close friends. Think of someone who is special to you in your childhood years. 
Think of their face, their character, and how they made you feel back then. On your next in-breath, breathe in peace for yourself. And on your out-breath, allow any judgments or hard feelings you have for this person to leave your body. Again, take a breath in and breathe in peace for your childhood self. And on your out-breath, breathe out peace and joy for this person you thought of. May you always remember that you can bring peace and joy to yourself and to others. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free To Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you wanna be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.